there's decorative bamboo poles coming up, there's smell of food here and there, there's flowers and incense and people are busy decorating and preparing for Galungan and Kuningan, the important celebration in Bali that doesn't only happen once in a year. Wait, what? The Balinese use three different kind of calendars. The first one is the Gregorian calendar, which we're all familiar with, which we use all the time and everywhere. The second would be the Saka calendar. The Saka calendar is bases itself on the phases of the moon. So new moons called Tilam and full moons called Purnama are extremely important. They don't only mark the changes of the month or histories or times but they also are particular days of heightened spiritual activity. Therefore, they're just much better for ceremonial work, for meditation, renewal, and so forth. A lot of different periods in Bali's history depend a lot on the Saka calendar. In fact, a lot of different periods in history in the entire Southeast Asia depend a lot and heavily on this lunar calendar. The Saka calendar is a Vedic or an Indian Hindu calendar and the entire area of in Malaysia, Indonesia, Cambodia, Thailand, they used to be a part of this Hindu kingdom. Therefore, this lunar calendar is heavily used and is actually used for a reference point, just like how we use um, AD and CE or BCE and CE before Common Era and Common Era based on the birth of Jesus Christ. Similarly, the Saga calendar is heavily used in Hindu traditions and Hindu societies. However, the third calendar used much more by the, by the Balinese for day-to-day activities would be the Pawukon calendar. This calendar has 210 days, which means it basically restarts itself every six months, roughly, more or less speaking. And because there's three calendars, there's three new years. The first one is the New Year's we all know, the 1st of January, marked with fireworks and a lot of boozes and alcohol. However, the second the second one, Saka, only happens once in a year, usually around March, April, and that is the Nyapi, the Day of Silence. More on that in another episode. The third New Year would be the Galungan. The 210 Pawukon calendar system uses days of the week very similar to the Gregorian calendar we're used to. This means that Galungan falls on Wednesday all the time and Kuningan falls on Saturday all the time. So now that we know about the calendars and now we know when the festival would fall, let's get deeper into what Galungan and Kuningan actually is. Um, I like to call Galungan and Kuningan not only like a Christmas, but also like a homecoming. It's basically a time for the family to get together, invite the deceased, 
the ancestors, invite the protective family deities and gods, and have a feast together. However, there is a history behind Galungan. Galungan itself means victory, and it was thought to be celebrated all over Hindu Indonesia back then. And only actually, according to Purana Balidwipa, a sacred text documenting the history of the island of Bali, the Galungan festival only came to Bali in 882 CE. So, initially, the story of Galungan came and originated from the story of Maya, Maya Danawa, a demon who was killed by the god Indra, the king of the gods Indra. So, to celebrate the victory of Indra over the demon Maya Danawa, who is a great trickster, the Galungan celebration began. However, the Galungan day is not only a day of mere celebration between dharma, or goodness, and adharma, the opposite and the polar opposite of goodness, or evil. It is actually a time when the Balinese would use their time wisely to spend time with the people they love. It is a time when they would prepare themselves physically, emotionally and mentally to reunite with the family that they know as well as to worship. The entire process of Galungan and Kuningan starts 25 days before Galungan itself. It's a festival called Tumpakwariga. It is a day when they would make rice porridge offerings for the vegetation, for plants and for the rice fields and for the flowering and the fruitful trees praying that they'll be ready to harvest for the Galungan celebrations. And then afterwards, close before Galungan, they have Sugihan Jawa. Sugihan Jawa is a time when they start cleaning the temples and homes. A day after that, you have Sugihan Bali, when you are meant to clean oneself internally. Perhaps you can go to the temple or do a water purification ceremony, something to clean yourself. Afterwards, there is the festival called, or the day called Panyakaban, which means to withhold the senses. A day when you really try to follow completely the um, authorities of the sacred text and control your mind and everything else that comes with it. And then there is a time called Panyajan. Panyajan means serious. This is time when things get really, really serious because you'll be tested by a demon called Sang Mutadungulan. Sangbuta Dungulan is a demon that will test your lust and on this day you will have to definitely control your lust just as you have practiced before. A day before Galungan you have Panampahan. Panampahan means a day of preparation. It is a day when you start slaughtering the pigs, um, get the chickens ready, get all the fruits and vegetables and flowers and all the offerings ready and set. It's a day when people already start putting offerings on altars and covering it up with um, with a weaved basket, for example, to make sure that no birds and to make sure that no other creatures would get it first before the gods um, take its essence or its sari. It is when they would prepare all the altars, decorate everything and make sure everything is ready and set to go. On this day, it is when they would traditionally put up the penjor. The penjor is like a Balinese Christmas tree, except it's well, kind of always there, all the time, like at least for two months of the year. And well, isn't that the same as Christmas tree nowadays, being the whole of November and December? <laughs> but anyways, the penjor is a beautiful symbolic representation of the world. 
it means three different things. The first would be it would be like a mark of years of home, years where the ancestors can come to. It's it's almost like a, a flag of victory, a flag symbolizing, hey, we exist, we're here, please come, dear ancestors. The second is that it represents the mountain, it's high up, and anything high and lofty, or the mountains, is a representation of all things good. It's a representation of the home of the gods. And the penjor is made of bamboo, and you're not supposed to actually cut the edge of the bamboo, it's supposed to be left as natural as it can be, therefore it curves downwards, which is what bamboo shoots do when it grows long enough. And it's covered with rice paddy or, or husk of rice paddies, along with decorated with palm leaves and coconut leaves and different kind of leaves. There's flowers that decorate it as well. There is even sweets and fruits and a coconut. It is basically a representation of nature and its bounty. It's a representation of everything nature gives us that we appreciate it for. And the mountain is a representation of nature because it is where water is stored. It's where the rivers come from, where life comes from. It's where the fertility comes from, it's magma, from its, from its lava. And eventually it is what brings us rain as it stops all the rain clouds. So the mountain is represented in the penjor. And lastly, the third um, representation of these, of these bamboo poles would be of the great serpent, the dragon-like serpent called Anantaboga. The serpent Anantaboga is a representation of the needs of the human beings, the needs of food, shelter, home, and so forth. Um, Anantaboga is a representation of humanity and its needs. And this benjor is actually supposed to mimic its tail, dugging out from the earth. And the worship of the benjor doesn't necessarily mean the worship of the um, of the snake or of the dragon or of the mountain. It is more of a thanks to earth in general. Afterwards, you have Galungan Day. Galungan Day is the day when you go back home and worship the ancestors and worship the gods and visit all the temples. If you have uh, family members who were recently deceased but haven't been cremated yet and are still um, waiting for the cremation day and usually they are buried actually in the Puradalam or in the cemetery grounds, you would, visit the, you would visit them too and give them some sort of offerings. However, on Galungan day you're supposed to worship before noon because the gods and the ancestors would leave at noon Maybe they have other things to do that day, we have no idea. The day after would be Manis Galungan. Manis Galungan is basically family time. It's when you'd visit your different neighbors and family members a bit further off. And kids would usually go around with the barong, the, the boar-like barong, and just whimsically go up and down the streets um, asking for some donations and visiting friends and family along the way. On its way to Kuningan, which is 10 days after Galungan, you have two different festivals. You have Pamaridan Guru, which is a day when you thank the Supreme Spiritual Master as Sanghyang Parmasiwa, Sanghyang Parmaguru, who is basically Shiva as the Supreme Spiritual Master and the Supreme Guide. This is the day when you thank Shiva for giving knowledge and for giving ability to learn from spiritual masters and from teachers. 
Afterwards, you have Pemacakan Agung, which is a festival meant for varieties of different sorts of goblins and ghosts called Putakala. It is a day basically to appease and neutralize again the negative impacts of their existence. And then you have the day before Kuningan, Penampahan Kuningan, when you again prepare all the offerings. And finally, you have Kuningan Day on the Saturday, exactly 10 days after Galungan. Kuningan is a day where the Balinese would celebrate and pray before noon because, again, the f- apparently ancestors and gods have something to do after noon. Um, and they would have particular decorations made with palm leaves of the chakra as well as of the arrow. And these are the weapons of the gods that they would use to fight evil. Kuningan in Kuning, the word Kuning actually means yellow. And on this particular day, it's not only a great day to play yellow from Coldplay, but it's also a day when they would offer yellow offerings, particularly yellow rice. They would just add turmeric and pandan leaf, which makes it more aromatic, and coconut milk and add it when they cook rice. So the rice would be extremely tasty, delicious and yellow. And that is what they do for Galungan and Kuningan. It's not only a time to really reboot their own individual systems, not only a time to pray and to clean, not only a time to thank the earth and the bounties it gives, but more importantly, it's a time to be with family. It's a time to get together with your neighbors, to appreciate one another and to celebrate life living in paradise. To that end, I hope you have a wonderful Galungan and Kuningan wherever you might be in the world or whatever time of the year because a Galungan and Kuningan is coming close to you anyways. And as we say in Bali, Rahajang Rahina Nyangra Galungan Lan Kuningan Om Shanti 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 Om <laughs>